What's going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to this installment of the Girls Got Game podcast. We are back, finally. Uh, it's been quite a hiatus for me as I've been unable to record and post, you know, any content on LPGA. Just haven't had a time for the last three, four months, whatever it's been since they were in Thailand before they really got into major season. Um, it's it's been a while. Um, but like I mentioned a few weeks ago in some of these teaser videos, I really wanted to bring it back. Um, I miss I've been playing LPGA DFS consistently, haven't stopped that. And I've been tweeting about it, you know, here and there as much as I can put out any information that I have. Um, so I've been following it. I've been keeping up with it. I've been trying to help those had a near miss this past week, almost took down the, the resurgence contest. Um, ended up finishing in fourth uh, guy in first pulled away. Um, my big issue was I had one missed cut and the three that finished ahead of me all had a six to six, even though it was short in three days, which helped my case. Um, it just wasn't to be uh, Hannah Green really cost me. Um, she struggled um, shooting seven over for the, for the three days. Anyway, we're back. I can't wait to talk some golf. Unfortunately, just a disclaimer to start the video. DraftKings has not released any contest yet. They haven't released any pricing yet. So I'm going to be just making a short video just to give you some names that I like, some research that I've done what I've figured out about the course, what I thought about, you know, some of the past results and how that can apply, uh, things like that. And we're going to go with no DraftKings context to it because we don't have any information on the price. We do have odds, uh, betting odds, outright odds. So that could give us an idea how DraftKings is going to set up the pricing. But for now, we're just going to be going, look, these are the players that I like. These are some that I might not like so much. Um, this is the stats that I'm looking for. These are the players that are doing well in that category, in those categories. Are they going to be priced in a place where we can feasibly play them? I don't know. I don't know how roster construction is going to be because we don't have any pricing. But I can give you some names that I like, some that I don't like. Um, so that's really what we're going to be doing. Um, just one more thing that I just recently noticed. Uh, this is actually just a three-day event. So it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right in line with the Ryder Cup. So it's going to be tough to watch a lot of it because I'm a, I'm a Ryder cup fanatic. I, this is my favorite tournament on the calendar that comes every other year. It's been a long wait to get to this one. Um, but I'm, I'm going to be watching a lot of Ryder cup this weekend. So I'm going to do uh, as much research as I can for the LPGA and just follow casually, um, uh, just because it's, it's Ryder cup week guys. Um, so this week they're going to be in Arkansas. It's the LPGA Northwest Arkansas championship at pinnacle country club in rogers arkansas uh from what i've gathered with this golf course it's not very long it's not very uh rewarding to distance um a lot of accuracy off the tee a lot of accuracy with your irons and good putters have won this event um it's 6400 yards which isn't short by any means but it's not long um as you can as we can gather from the past champions, uh, we got, you know, Austin Ernst, who isn't abnormally long, Nasa Hataoka, uh, Lydia Ko, Stacey Lewis. And this is Lydia Ko in 2016, not Lydia Ko now. So this is Lydia Ko 15 yards off the tee ago. Uh, so she won back then when she was really on top of her game. And it was short game that she just dominated with wedge play, short irons, and just around the greens was just unbelievable. Still is. Um, 
Enby Park is one. Uh, so it's it's not a golf course that seems to reward length. Obviously, length helps if you can keep it in the fairway. But for the most part, this is a ball striker paradise and short game. That's what we're looking for. So basically what I've done is with the strokes gain data, not fully live yet. Obviously, we had that report from Justin Ray uh, a few weeks ago um, talking about the strokes gain data that they've compiled since I think it was the, the Mediheal championship uh, earlier this year. They got some stuff in the works. It's not fully live yet. We can't find it. I can't find it anywhere except for what he wrote about in that article, which was very cool to see. Um, the putting stats from MB Park, if you guys didn't check it out, was just unbelievable. She basically makes 15 footers at a higher rate than PGA pros make seven footers. It's just unbelievable the type of putting she does. Uh, Nelly Corda, just all around game, has been phenomenal, putting up Tiger Woods like numbers uh, as opposed to the field. Just dominant, dominant in, in comparison to the rest of the field. Um, just, just unbelievable. And Leona McGuire, obviously, we saw what she did at the Solheim Cup. Solheim Cup, uh, she just dominated the U.S. She's been dominating the tour this year. She hasn't won yet, which is odd, but she's been up there. She's been in contention almost every single week. And this is a course where, like, they would be perfect for. McGuire and Corda are not here. Neither Corda sister is here. Thank God, because I have, I, I have just the awful tendency of playing Jessica Corda every single week. She's just her ability to make birdies in bunches and the pricing, she's always in the low nines. It just seems perfect every week and every week it burns me and I don't learn. So thank, thank you, Jessica Corda for not playing this week because I don't have to deal with that. Um, anyways, let's get into it. So basically what I did stat wise, I took the top 50 in driving accuracy, the top 50 in greens regulation and the top 50 in putting and basically cross-reference those three groups to find all right who has the lowest aggregate combination of those three who is going to appear first of all appear in all three or two of the three um and you know give me the best opportunity to succeed in the stats that i'm looking for um so basically there are six players who appeared in all three of those lists. Only two were in the field this week, which is NG Chun and Jin Young Ko. Obviously, it's going to be difficult to load up your lineups with a lot of the players that I'm going to mention. Um, without knowing the pricing, finding the value at the bottom of the group is going to be difficult. We need to see the pricing. We need to see who's mispriced for their ability to, to really find the values at the bottom. So I'm just going to talk about a few players. Like I said, this is going to be a short video, um, a short audio for you know the podcast listeners. Again, this is going to be available in the podcast. We're golf, Girls Got Game is back. Um, Women's Golf Podcast is back. We're going to be doing this every week. Um, so you can check this out in your podcast platforms. If you unsubscribe from Girls Got Game, I don't blame you. It was a long time since the last one. I'm sure you didn't think this was ever going to happen again. I wasn't sure this was ever going to happen again. But we are back, so go ahead, subscribe to the Girls Got Game podcast everywhere you find your podcast. It's still available, um, and and this is going to be posted there as well as the Joe Buttergolf YouTube page and joebuttergolf.wordpress.com is where you can find all my content. 
Um, thank you for anybody who's read, listened, watched anything you've done. I appreciate it all. Uh, so thank you so much for that. Anyway, let's get into it. Inji Chun um, is really going to be my favorite player this week because, like I said, there's only two players that hit that spot. Um, I think she's going to be much more affordable than Jin Young-Ko, who's coming off a pretty dominant win last week and at the Port of the Classic. And it's hard to back up a win with another, you know, top three, which is what you need because Jin Young-Ko is going to be the highest priced player in this field. She's going to be over 11K. And it's going to be hard to accept that price knowing that, look, she just won last week. And is she going to win again? Sure. It seems to happen much more frequently in the LPGA than than on the men's tour that, you know, you can get back-to-back winners or these just long streaks of top three finishes. Um, so I'm definitely not going to be fading Jin Young-Ko, believe Michael down a little bit. Uh, I suspect she's still going to be high priced because the field isn't as strong as you know some of the fields earlier in the year. It's a little bit stronger than last week's field, uh, but not not by much. So I think she's going to be you know somewhere in the mid mid to upper nines. If we can get her at ninety two, that's phenomenal. I'm going to have her in hundred percent of my lineups. Uh, but she she's been playing well up until you know these last two weeks. She. She had uh, a T6 finish at the EVN Championship prior to that, T17, T14, T27, T3. Um, so she's been, you know, in that top 15 range. And those are fields that stretch between the A&A Inspiration and the Women's Open was just a murderer's row of fields to go through. It was everybody was playing every single week and it was all the best players in the world. And they were all, you know, gearing up for that portion of the season because that's when they they compile five majors into four months so it's like boom 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 we got some big events and now the fields are starting to get a little bit weaker some of the girls are taking some time off especially coming after the solheim cup you know some of those girls are taking some time off it's an emotional week and granted that was three weeks ago now but still like this is their cool down in quotes cool down portion of the season so this is the type the time where, you know, the NG Chuns who have been playing real well for majority of the season and, you know, posting those third place finishes, the sixth place finishes, T nines, this is the time for her to come out and win. And I think, I think it can happen. I think she has a very good chance to win this golf tournament. Um, and like, like I said, Jin Yun Ko, she's going to be there. She's going to compete. She's one of those players that even if she doesn't play well, you know, she's probably going to top 20 in a field like this. Um, it's just at her price, you need her to finish in the top three. Um, and if she doesn't win, then you you frankly need to have the winner in your lineup to have a chance to, to win. Um, I am curious to see what the contests look like. <laughs> so it's, it's possible that we don't need the winner in our lineup because I think last week there was only, it was only a 335 entry contest, which is the LPGA primary, the, the resurgence, the $1,000 to first. And they only had about 250 filled. So they're probably going to minimize these lineups a little bit. Although, without a real PGA golf tournament, I'm hoping they can give us some bigger events. But I don't know. It's Ryder Cup week. It's only a three-day event. I don't know. They're worried about all the overlay that they got burned with last week in 
LPGA and PGA, and they just might give us some small contest. Uh, but we'll see. Anyway, uh, one of the other things I did do, so I compiled the top 50 in each of those categories. I also looked at some notable names uh, in the, you know, the next 10 spots. So I got two girls that finished in the top 50 in two of the categories and in the top 60 in the other one. So still right there, almost, almost hit my criteria, but came pretty damn close. And those ones are not going to be as highly priced. They're probably one of which is going to be highly owned, I would think. Um, but Megan Kang is kind of interesting. Um, I'm not sure where I'm going to go. It's all going to come down to price, but she's interesting. Um, she she hits that category. She finished T39 at the Women's Open at the uh, get it, the Women's Open, um, and that's not a bad finish. This is a golf course that could suit her. She's not overly long. She's really accurate. She's good with her irons. Um, this is a course that might suit her. This is a field strength that might suit her. Um, she's kind of been up and down this year. She's got a lot of top tens. She's got a lot of missed cuts, um, just kind of in that range. The other is Brittany Altamare. Altamari. I'm not exactly sure how to say her name. Um, I like her a lot this week, a lot this week, coming off a missed cut at the uh, Portland Classic. And that could bode well. She gained some fans at the Solheim Cup. But coming off the missed cut, I like because that could damper some ownership. I think she's going to be a great play this week. And I think she's going to be, you know, right around that 9K-ish spot. Um, judging by the strength of the field, she might even dip down into the eights, the upper eights, which would be ideal. If that's the case, then we might even be able to go Jin Young-Ko, um, Inji Chun, and Al Tamari and try to find the value below wherever whenever they post the prices, it'll be nice to see what the value is, but I don't know yet. Um, so I do like those two, two other groupings I created. So there's one grouping that hit two of the three categories, hit top 50 in two of the three categories, but putting was not one of them. And then there's another group where they hit two of the three categories and putting was one of them. So they're either accurate off the tee, good with their irons. One of those two and a good putter, or they're accurate off the tee, good with their irons, but they're outside the top 50 in their putting, if that makes sense. I lean towards the two of the three categories with the putting included, because like I said in the beginning, I think this type of golf course, from what it seems based on past results, it seems like short game prowess is rewarded, because a lot of short game uh, specialists or just across with great, great short games uh, seem to win here. So... I'm going to focus on those because I'm already at 15 minutes and I didn't want to make this too long because it's hard. <laughs> we don't have, a, we don't have, even have pricing yet. So, uh, so I'm going to just go through it. Um, Adidas shock was one of those. There's about seven of them. Adidas shock was one. I think she might be my least favorite of this bunch, to be honest with you. She just coming off that Olympic high of, you know, nearly meddling for India, uh, something that would have been just incredibly huge for her and her country. Um, just, she came up just short. I think she missed the playoff by one shot at the Olympics for the third place finish. Sucked. That sucked. It was, everybody was rooting for her. I mean, she had an entire world rooting for her outside of, you know, the few other countries that had a chance to, to medal. Um, it was just unbelievable what she did for her country. But since then she hasn't been playing very well. Uh, T61 at the women's open 
uh, 73rd last week. She made the cut and virtually finished DFL. Um, I'm not so sure. Her price has spiked a little bit lately. She's been, you know, hovering in the upper sevens, and that's just too high for for really the lack of ceiling. I mean, she's a, a putting specialist, and that's virtually it. Um, Wei Ling Su is on this list. I do like her. I played her a little bit last week. She made the cut and didn't do much with it. Um, we'll see. I we'll see what the pricing is. I think she could be good value if she comes in, you know, in the in the low to mid sevens again. And Min Seo Kwak. I apologize if I butchered that name. Um, last name is K W A K. Min Seo Kwak. Um, I like her a lot this week. Um, she was accurate off the tee. And a good putter. Her irons were the issue, but if you can put put the ball in the fairway and make putts, I think your irons can be good enough. Just good enough. Um, and I did forget to mention, there's an island green hole in this golf course, which I think will be kind of interesting. I'm hoping to be able to catch a little bit of the tournament. Uh, the 15th hole is a par three. I don't I don't know the length of the hole, uh, but it is it does appear to be an island green from the course map that I saw. Uh, so that that'd be pretty cool. Um, anyway, back to Quack. Um, she's been playing under the radar okay, uh, T70 uh, last week, and then T17 the week before. Um, and then followed or preluded that with a couple of missed cuts. Um, but I think that's one of those uh, value plays that we're going to find. I'd, I'd be surprised if she wasn't in the sixes. I don't really know what her price has been lately. She hasn't been on my radar at all. Uh, so we'll see what her price comes in at. But I think she could be pretty solid value. Don't put her in 100% of your lineups for sure. Uh, sprinkle it in. Uh, my general strategy is I lock in a couple players up top. Like I just, I, I find my guys slash gals up top and I lock those in and then I mix and match the the bottom tiers. Um, if I miss up top, then I'm, I'm really screwed. But that's kind of my way to, I'm either going to not be involved at all or I'm going to have a chance to to win the whole thing because I'm going to mix and match the bottom to match the top. So we'll see what happens. I, I had a chance last week, but I didn't mix and match enough. I had one five of six that would have won if I had a six of six. I'll just be honest. I would have won if, if I had one more player made to cut. Um, I also like Mina Harrigay. Um, she's, her price has been escalating gradually throughout the year, and, and it's going to be up there in this event. She's probably going to be in the, I would say eight eight to like nine three range somewhere in there, uh, but I think she's going to be a really good play. I like her a lot. Um, last three finishes t twenty t thirteen t five, just trending, trending well. Um, well, going the opposite, it was t five t thirteen t twenty, but still just coming in you know those ranges like that's she's just playing really well right now. Um, had a runner up finish uh, a, a few weeks back. Um, just just one of those girls playing really well. Uh, Dottie Ardina. That's another one that's going to be a value play, I would think. We don't know for sure without the pricing, but I think she's going to be pretty low priced. Um, she's 283rd in the world, which I, I looked up just because I, I was curious what her history was like. So I don't think she's going to get a whole lot of attention, but she's quietly coming off two straight make cuts, a T32 and a T54, um, and she checks the boxes here. She hits the ball straight and she puts well. So I think it's worth a flyer. Esther Henselet. Sorry if I mispronounced that one. Uh, the German. Uh, she's been playing extremely well also. Um, T7. 
at the Scottish. She missed the cut at the Open and then T5 last week. Uh, so, I mean, I guess if you're going that trend, she's due for a missed cut. But before that, she had made six straight cuts. So that missed cut was kind of an anomaly. Um, getting ready for the Women's Open. I'm not going to put a whole lot of stock into it. Her price has been climbing. She was in the mid-8s last week and could be a little bit higher this week. But it's another play that you can use to, to fit in with a Jin Young-Ko or stack some up top with the Chun and and Henselet and, you know, Altamari or, you know, however you want to do it. She's not going to be high enough to the point where she's unrosterable. Um, nobody in this field is going to be unrosterable. So I like her a lot. And then Seon Kim, um, we know who she is. She's number four in the world now. Um, but she's she's excellent. She's good at everything. Um, so she's obviously a play no matter what. She's going to be up there. She's going to be up in the mid-10s. So you're going to have to decide on her or Jin Young-Ko if you really want to. They're probably going to be the two highest-priced players in the field. Um, I'd have to assume. Um, and I haven't even mentioned my girl, Patty Tavitanikit. She's in the field. Um, she was, she only hit, she hit one top 50 in the category and she hit one in the top 60. So the good thing is she was in the top 60 in irons and in the top 15 putting. So putting, she was actually 12th. She's 12th on tour this year in putting. So I'm going to play Patty. I always play Patty. She's going to be, um, in my pool of players and, Let's be honest, she has a chance to win. And if she's still coming in under 10K like she has been for the most part, um, this field she might not. But if that's the case, I'm lock and load with Patty. She ain't missing the cut. So it's a, it's a guaranteed made cut. And, and you know, you got the ceiling of, you know, a victor. I mean, she ran away with a a inspiration other than Lydia Coe's. I think she shot 60 on, on Sunday or 61 or whatever she did. Outside of that, she ran away from with with that golf tournament just dominating so we know what she can do and this is the type of golf tournament where she can do it so yuka sasso is also in this field um she could be interesting she hasn't been playing all that great lately um but it, it's also she won a us open she knows she knows how to do this um real quick before i sign off um they do have the odds open so sorry if i'm not looking at the screen i'm not looking at you guys i'm checking out these odds so i can give you a couple plays that i like over here um sasa with 30 to 1 that seems a little bit low compared to you know you let me know being 25 and she hasn't won yet and sasa won a major um that seems a little interesting to me ng chun is at 35 i like that a lot like i said i think she has a real good chance of winning this golf tournament Brittany altamari at 55 i think that's a good bet um, obviously she hasn't won yet either, but it's coming. So I think that's a good bet. Uh, Megan Kang at 90. I like that. Basically all the plays that I like, I think are undervalued on the, on the sports book side. Um, and if you want to get a little crazy with it, uh, Sarah Schmelzel, eight to one, the to top 10. Love it. She's been playing really, really well. Um, and regardless of what the stats say for the season long, it, it kind of sucks. I stopped doing my custom modeling because it was just too time consuming. So I'm waiting for the strokes gain data, but over the last, you know, six events, Schmelzel's probably been at the top of these lists. She's been playing really well 
and she they just keep pricing her down in the upper sixes, low sevens. So I've been locking locking her into my lineups every single week, and it just keeps paying off. Um, other than that, I don't I don't see her winning. That's why I say the eight to one top ten bet. That's that, those are long odds for a top ten, especially in this field. So I'll take that. Um, if you want me to give you a bomb 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 joint, uh, let's see. Dottie Ardina is four hundred to one. I like her, but I, that doesn't seem like a good bet. What's her top ten bet? Um, Where she go? Dottie Ardina is twenty eight to one to top ten. I might, I might throw a throw a little chunk of change on that one. Not a chunk of change. I'll throw a few dollars on that. I say I'm not a big outright better. I, I like DFS better. Outright betting is just too uh, too difficult for me. Um, that's kind of all I like to be honest with you. Um, Wailing Sue is a hundred to one. That might be interesting if you if you want to call that a bomb. Um, she won earlier this year, so it's not like she doesn't know how to win. And you know, hundred to one. If you want to throw a few bucks on it, I threw a dollar at at Patty at the ANA Inspiration at one hundred eighty to one. Turn a dollar into one hundred eighty bucks. I'll take that all day. Um, but anyway, that's kind of all I got for you. Um, I will try to post like another 10 minute video once the pricing comes out. Um, we'll see, but for now, those are the players that I like. If I didn't mention them, I necessarily don't like them. It's going to come down to what they cost. Um, cause they didn't jump out at me in the pricing or in the, uh, in the stats. So it, if you can give me, you know, Lexi Thompson in the, in the mid eights again, I'll take it. If you can give me Brooke Henderson at, at 8,900, I'll take it. But other than that, I'm, I'm, there's some other girls that I like better this week. So, hey, thanks for tuning in. I am so sorry that I've been gone for so long with the Girls Got Game podcast. But we are back. And I'm not going away this time because, frankly, I've carved out time to make it work. I'm going to make sure I do this because it's, it's so much fun. And I love trying to help you win money. I love trying to win money myself. So I'm not going to give you all of my tricks, but I will give you some. Thank you for tuning in. We will catch you next time. Don't forget to subscribe on the YouTube channel, Joe Butter Golf, and find me. I'm sorry, that is the wrong song. I apologize for that. And you can find me on Twitter at Joe Butter underscore. And on Joe Butter Word, Joe Butter dot WordPress dot com. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll see you next week. <laughs>